Being a parent is hard work. You've limited time, always stretched, always learning. This is Like My Father Before Me, a podcast about parenthood, about being a dad, getting it wrong, but also celebrating the wins. I'm Matt, this is John, (laughs) and we'll do our best to discuss the many, many topics that all parents will inevitably share together. We hope you enjoy what's to come. We know we'll have had a blast putting these episodes together for you, and can't thank you enough for downloading and listening in. I was really, really close um, this morning to texting you and saying, look, I think I'm going to have to reschedule this one. Um, and then you'd be like, oh, why? Is everything okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 fine. It's fine. Just, just snack it, mate. Snack it. At time of recording, um, we're recording this on a, on a Tuesday. We've just had a bank holiday weekend in the UK. Um, and my better half was away for the weekend. So uh-huh. I had I had my two uh, for the weekend, and we did a whole bunch of stuff. We did loads of stuff. Mm. Arlo started, um, he started martial arts on Saturday morning. Oh, nice. His, yeah, he had his second martial arts class. He had swimming on Sunday. We went around my brother's all day Saturday. He stayed up late with me Sunday night. We watched live-action Super Mario Brothers 1993. It's a great movie. It's a great <laughs> movie. I won't hear anything bad said about it. <laughs> We went. We went for a walk in the local fields and saw some horses. We, you know, we did. We even played some Super Mario. We played uh, Yoshi's Island, oh, Super nice. Mario World Two. Yoshi's Island, which was really cool. Nice. I, um, I literally, yeah, I'm literally going to get. I want to get Mario Maker too, but then that's a different conversation. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> but long, you know, long story short, we did loads of great stuff. Um, but it also involved some really, really early mornings. Like we're talking five fifteen starts mm-hmm. for three days on the trot. Um, and by on the time the yeah, yeah, by myself. And then, um, uh, so you can hear it in my voice. My voice is just like so gravelly and my brain cells are like stretched so thin right now. Um, but I wanted to give context because I could have easily said, look, I just can't do it. But this is the context that I think the podcast needs. Like, it's like you're tired, you're exhausted, you're, you're, you're just, you're ready to sit down on your backside and just fall asleep. But as a parent, you still keep going. You still give more. You still keep going. And the pod is the same. We keep going. Give the pod what it needs. <laughs> but um, maybe that is a mistake in and of itself. I don't know, perhaps. But we are talking about that in this episode, about mistakes and stuff. We discussed this before, um, like what we're going to do next. And so I've, I've had a bit of time since last, you know, last podcast to think about, you know, what mistakes I've made and obviously there's plenty and what, what ones I want to talk about, but also I asked Sylvie, my better half, you know, said, what, what, this is what we're going to be doing. Like from your perspective, you know, what mistakes have I made? Yeah. And it's a really difficult one. It's a really difficult one to sort of delve back and sort of be honest with yourself. And, you know, um, yeah, it is. Yeah. so I'll start with an easy one for you if you want. And I think every parent's done this one. When, when it's usually, usually, it's usually the other half goes, oh, 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 John, Matt, can you just, just check? I think, I think, 
Kit's walking a bit funny or the nappy's looking a bit full. Can you just check if he's done a poo? And you go, yeah, 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 no worries. I've got this. And so what do you do? What's the action you do? You stick your finger or your thumb down the back of the nappy to pull out the nappy. So you get a, you know, you get a view to see if there's anything down in there. Except you, <laughs> you know what's coming. You push it down too deep, don't you? <laughs> you don't realize. And then you pull your finger out and you're like, Oh, I really should know better. This is, I've had two children now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, yeah. And, and funnily enough, we did consider calling this podcast. It's on my hand, I think. Didn't we? Like that. <laughs> uh, so that's, like, that's the sister podcast that we did at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, that's a silly, uh, common mistake, which is basically, you know, reaching in from the back and trying to pull out, get, get a, a view of what's in the nappy. Um, so, um, as a, as a life hack, I'd say is go from the side, get your finger on the side, pull nappy and then roll your finger around, bring your finger around. And then you're going to stop before you get to the danger zone. Anyway, or, or if you are going to go in from the back, then you, you just pinch it because normally yeah. like there's a, there's a bit of give in the, in the, in the back because the, 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 the stretchy band is kind of stretched by that point or whatever, especially if it's holding, holding some weight, <laughs> let's say, but you just, <laughs> just pinch it. You don't have to put it back far. And you can normally tell within half a second if there's, you know, if there's if a package has been delivered, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that there's there's an easy one starting point, you know, a bit 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 gross, but then you know, as parents, it's it's all very normal poo and wee and all that sort of stuff. You get used <laughs> to it, but, you know. Um, but then I just think, oh god, but yeah, that, how lucky are we though? We've got, you know, we've got normal nappies, we've got nighttime nappies, we've got pull up pant nappies, you know, you've got all these sorts. My parents had howling you know like you know my, my older brother has memories of the smell of the toilet there was a bucket of bleach where the toweling nappies were in the bleach under the sink basically like sitting there after being yeah like, those reusables like the, yeah, the yeah, 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 flannels exactly. that you just reuse exactly i mean that's how old i am then my mum was using that on me do you know what i mean but so <laughs> uh what who am i to complain if i get a little bit of poo on my finger but anyway so yeah there's an easy one that's an easy one mistakes i've made and i've made it plenty of times just no better but um so okay so um yeah another one see if you see if you had th- had this scenario um you're thinking about you know thinking about things to watch on telly or movies stuff that you love and you want to have that moment with your children going oh yeah i want to sit and watch such and such because you know if he loves it it'll be great it'll be something we have share together well, one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. All that, the movies, yeah. And, um, and I put it on for the, for the first time for Fox when he was probably maybe just turned four. And then suddenly had the realization as he's watching going, Oh, no, 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 no. This isn't appropriate. And in my head, it's like, Oh, it's a family movie. It's for up for all ages. And then suddenly that realization of, Oh, no you suddenly have to reassess what you thought you knew of being suitable through the eyes of a parent. Do you know what I mean? Because then there's a little bit of bad language. There's some violence in there. And for a four year old, I was suddenly like, that's, this is massively inappropriate, you know, and, and having to manage that of trying to, uh, how do I put it? Distract at the points. Do you know what I mean? Because Fox obviously loves Back to the Future now. He's got a Back to the Future car, um, you know. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it basic, basically, it, I was right in terms of capturing his imagination and, you know, super cool. But, yeah, it was highly inappropriate, really, for a child of that age. Um, and I just didn't realise. And I just hadn't done that process of going, what I know, what I know, 
from my own perspective or what I believe is suitable from my own perspective is very different from if you just put yourself from a parent's perspective and go and, and, and be more sensitive to the violence, to the language. And that sounds really obvious, but you do overlook it. You don't realize, you know, like, no, you do. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I think it's not until you sit down and, and watch one of your favorite movies or TV shows or even a favorite book or something, if you're having that, that experience with your child and you, um, you put yourself on the shoulders of your child, you see it through that lens from a child's point of view, and it, it's just got this entirely different color to it. Yeah. Um, and it's not, you, you know, how do you know that until you get there? Because I'm much the same, you know, we're of a similar generation, Ghostbusters, Star Wars, Marvel, all these things are my, are my sort of thing. And, you know, I don't want to sort of make this a Ghostbuster podcast. You know me well enough. I'm a big Ghostbuster fan. <laughs> but Ghostbusters is a good example, especially the first movie. It is an adult comedy. Oh, it is an adult absolutely. comedy. Absolutely. Um, absolutely, yes. Yeah. It gets watered down quite a lot with Ghostbusters 2 because the cartoon is a big success by that point, and they start to sort of bring in some of those things. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but the, yeah, my son Arlo has watched it, and No and way. It's like, Even yeah, the library yeah. scene at the beginning. Sorry? The library scene at the beginning. No, I know no, exactly, right? It's, even the jump scares oh, are like nightmares. As a child, I got given, I got bought a Ghostbusters book, and it was basically stills from the the film. And there is that shot of the librarian when she like turns and it's a skull face like that. Literally, that book gave me nightmares. I have no idea where the book is now and who gave me it and why, whatever. But, I, wow, I know. I know, but he's he seems seems all right with it i think at the moment perhaps you know ask me the same question in 50 episodes time uh and maybe he's you know scarred by it for something <laughs> but i think um you know much like anything with parenting you don't know that something is inappropriate or or is seemingly a a slam dunk of a mistake until you've made it you know like anything mistakes are there to be made uh, so that you can then go ahead and, and learn from them yeah but i think we're in in, in that context as well with like IPs and licenses and, and big things that are still relevant now as they were when we were kids. Mm. Like we're, we're kind of in this sweet spot because there's actually sort of a children's version of many of those things. Like I forget the brand of the book, but there's like this series of a uh, uh, series of books and they, uh, they, they sort of mild down or water down famous movies. Ghostbusters is one of them. I think I'm sure there's a back to the future. We've one. got the back to the future it, one. Do yeah. you know the one I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they can they break all that down, all the core elements into a children's illustration, and they are fantastic, absolutely fantastic, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Like you, you don't know until until you've made it, until you're sat there watching it, thinking, "Hold on, whoa, um, how am I going to break the news to him that I need to stop the movie?" Now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, so I think yeah, I mean that was, um, I think I mentioned in an earlier podcast with t- the, the, the mistakes of being how impressionable your children are is there's the whole teenage mutant ninja turtles in yeah, on switch yeah. basically and that was a mistake of reality of it actually affected his his behavior his playing changed from that point onwards suddenly he was fighting like ninja turtles and before that he wasn't uh you know but we do we, we make those judgments we're making those judgments every day you know and I mean, sometimes it pulls off i mean I'll give you an example like uh, I, 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 we'll talk about before was um where they went to there's a, a farm that has sort of rides and what have you that's not far from us and they have this high wire thing like a go ape type scenario but you're on a, in a harness that's on a on a pulley system 
And uh, you could go, Fox is like one meter, four centimeters tall. And you had to be one meter tall, but accompanied with an adult if you, if you are to go on it. I was like, brilliant. I'll be able to take Fox in this. And it's, and it's basically challenges going over balance beams, climbing over ropes, you know, that sort of stuff. But you're all safe in a harness. Anyway. So I took Fox up there and didn't really, talk, I deliberately didn't talk about it too much. Didn't dwell on it. He's going, hey, do you want to do this with me? And he's, and he's all, he, he reflects your energy. So you put in this really positive, excited energy. Let's do this together. We can do it together. We'll do the assault course in the air, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Puts the harness on. This is all really exciting. This lady's putting the harness on him and, and, you know, and, and, and giving him words of encouragement. And so he's really excited. And then basically we get to the top and then suddenly you're eight meters high. And he's having to try and balance, walk across the rope. And I, and I kid you not, I was stood up there going, Oh, I don't like heights and I'm really not comfortable with this. Like, what am I doing bringing my five year old up here? Like, but you've anyway. got to maintain the game face. Yeah, 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 totally. And, and, and I saw he took literally like he took uh, two or three steps onto the rope. And I just saw him pause and I could just see that moment. And I was like, oh, it's, I was like, it's, it, it, however you handle this, the, this is the moment you, you handle this right and you'll be okay. But if you get this wrong, if you've misjudged this, you're in a, you know, this is a big mistake, you know, like scarred memories that for years to come sort of thing. Anyway. So, um, yeah, no, I said to Fox, I was like, it's all right. The harness has got you. You're safe. You will not fall. I'm with you. We're going to do this together sort of thing. And, and like words of encouragement. And bless him, he did it. He took his time and then he did it. And then one foot after the other. And then as every footstep he made, I was like, you legend, Fox. Yes, keep going, you know, like this. And he got to the end and he was so excited and bless him. And I could see him, you know, like this, these, all these words of encouragement and this genuine excitement from me going, Fox, I could never do that when I was your age. That's amazing. You're so brave, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, and, 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 Basically, there was one thing where there's a beam that was like 10, it's like a wooden beam just hanging on ropes. And I don't know, it's what, 10 meters long that you have to walk along. Um, and, uh, yeah, he took one step on that and just, just stopped to turn around. I went, I, I can't do this one. I was like, that's fine. We'll go back this way. Yeah. And he just turned around to me and goes, am I still a legend, dad? And I literally oh. was just like, oh, I was like, of course you are. You're my hero. You're my hero. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it was one of those moments where it was, it was, that could, that was really, it was a big risk, that one. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, um, that could have been a real big mistake of me misjudging the situation. That was too, you know, could have been too much of a yeah. stretch for him. But, you know, it, luckily it wasn't. But, do you know what I mean? So we're making those calls all the time. You know, we're always like every day, you know, you, they're, they're, you're making those judgments. But, I mean, that's, that's actually one of the, um, another episode that we're going to get to is, is sort of cautious danger. Um, which I'm a, I'm a big advocate of. I'm a big fan of, of allowing your children to feel a sense of danger, but in a safe kind of setting. So that's why it's cautious danger. Thank you, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Um, but, um, but that's one of them. And, and Go Ape is actually a very good example of that because you're harnessed in, you, you know, it's safe, but you're still some ways up in the air and, and whatnot. But, but I'm, I'm with you again. You know, you, you're, you're there, you've made the decision and you can't sort of back down from that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not at that point but then it becomes a case of like well how far do i push this you know i'm not going to push my my child you know too far to the point where they're terrified it needs to be fun um so you're constantly riding that that wave of of mistakes it's like you've it, it was it too premature did i get them to do it too soon was that the mistake is it a mistake that we're we, we, we've now sort of gone through with it. Is it a mistake that I'm making him sort of go across the first thing? Should I make him do another one? So you're just constantly at, at odds with yourself yeah. about whether or not this was a whole 
slew of sub mistakes <laughs> was this an absolute trailer trash of an idea and yet you're thinking all these things whilst you've got the harness around your crotch and legs and you're you're also suspended some 20 feet in the air you I, know? I generally was quite frightened i gotta be honest and it was one of those things and the thing was is fox was getting quite quick at it as well he was getting comment he's getting across i'm like oh my god like my five-year-old's doing stuff and i'm I've, i'm gonna bottle it if I, I get get game face on john game face come on let's do this you know <laughs> <laughs> you cannot let your five-year-old down you know but uh i mean yeah. the the one thing i mean you know there's so many things we could talk about with what which are almost impossible to get into a 30 or so minute episode of a podcast but i mean the, the one overarching uh mistake i am constantly at odds with all the time is and i i'm much better at this now i'm much better at this i still have moments where like i, I drop it and i immediately feel pretty pretty pants about it but it, it's regulating your own emotions and reactions to stuff. Oh, God. And, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you've got as many scars as I have with, with this. So, like, you know, your, your child is, they're, they're going to have tantrums. They're going to be utterly unreasonable yeah. to a point of um, <laughs> ludicrous hilarity, you uh, know. But yeah. you go with it, you run with it, you let it flow. Um, but it's about how you react to those situations and taking this past ex- this this past weekend as a very good example so i had some really early starts and my kids are just naught to 60 in less than half a second and it's like oh my god can can i just have two and a half minutes of waking up slowly yeah and if i don't if i'm still ha- if i'm having to deal with that stuff whilst i'm still in the the primal state of my brain like i haven't entered rational brain yet i i tend you know i can be a bit short and a bit of a grump and i that's not my nature so already you feel embarrassed for being grumpy you feel like okay i'm I'm, i need to get better at this quicker you know um but you know that came to a head on on one of the mornings where the kids were just being kids (laughs) they were Mm -hmm. just being children but i'd been pushed and so i raised my voice it was a mistake it was totally unjustified. I got their attention. Oh my God, did I get their attention? Yeah. The little lip comes out. You see the one little tear start <laughs> to come down their face. Oh, don't. And, no, and you're no. like, okay, I'm past the point of no return now. I'm all riled up. I can feel my blood is sort of bubbling. And yet I'm still going. Stop, Matt. Stop, Matt. Stop. No, I'm still going. Stop. And eventually you calm down. And, and you're like, what was I doing? What was it? Yeah. Doing? It was totally not justified. And that is the, some, that's the big mistake I constantly have to wrestle with almost all the time. Well, that makes me feel better because I'm exactly the same. I thought it was just <laughs> me. Um, I think, yeah, I often bark. I mean, and this is one of the things when I asked Sylvie about, you know, um, the mistakes that I've made. And, and that was the one that kind of, I think that's one of the first things that came to mind is that I, I can come on too strong like i can go from i can go from like i have an invisible line this is what sylvie says and like when they cross the line kids cross the line they don't know when they're crossing it so there's, there's two things there's two things one is that if i have invisible lines where i will not tolerate that bit sort of behavior so things like name calling i really i it's one of the things where if, if if fox calls someone a name or something i will just you know, just explode in terms yeah, of your non-negotiables. Yeah. yeah. Just literally, we do not call names in this house, you know, that doing that whole, my dad's voice basically. Mm. But, um, 
And every time I do it, often it's often bedtime. Again, if they're messing about and they're just, be, you know, you just want them to calm down and they're screaming and they're they're in the witching hour where they're too tired to control their own emotions and excitement and they're just just being silly and and being like you say, being kids. And it will get to the point, and I feel the blood boiling, and I'll be like, right, enough, you know, like you know, like <laughs> do that whole thing. It never works. It never helps. All it does is just makes you feel bad, and then you kind of go, right, I've ended the day on a really negative point, le- negative note. I've, you know what I mean? On the bad dad, you know, like. Mm. Um, but I'll always apologize when it happens. Yes. If I do that, I'll always say, I'm really sorry. I just, it, I was, I got very cross because you weren't listening to me. I was asking you to do that because it was dangerous. Or, and I would try and explain it all. It doesn't justify my actions, but I do try and get something out of it, something positive out of it, and make sure that they, they, they know I'm. They, they, they still know that I love them, and they still know that I care about them. And, I'm, and do you know what I mean? We've moved on. We've moved on. You know, put it behind yeah. us. But one of the I, things. I, Sorry, go, so, go, go, go. No, I was going to say, I, I think also in those kind of um, s- situations where exactly that has happened, and now our bath times are much the same. They are not relaxing. We do not have candles and, and Enya playing in the background. It's like, it's more like, you know, fire and brimstone around a campfire, you know, <laughs> like, but it's, do you know what I mean? It's quite, it's loud, it's noisy, all the rest of it. Um, but but you you hit it then. You, when a, When a mistake is made, there's nothing wrong with making a mistake. How many times have you said that to yourself? You know, we're much the same. You explain to your child that I've just made a mistake there. I'm really, really sorry. And I apologize. So it's, you know, you take the fact that you've made a mistake, you fess up to that, you own up to that. And you say, I am sorry. I didn't mean to raise my voice, but these are the reasons that led me to that. Exactly. So you can kind of turn it back around. And uh, over time, I think kids do resonate to that. And and, and Arlo alone is, is a good example because he does apologize when when he thinks he's made a mistake or, or can apologize when he needs to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, the worst, I think the, the worst thing I do is when I'm not in the room, but I can hear what's going on. Mm. So I can hear Sylvie with the boys and I can hear them not listening to Sylvie and Sylvie's trying to control the situation and I can hear it. Es- you know, when you just, you're hearing and it's escalating and you just, yeah, you can see the snowball just getting bigger. It's getting bigger. And then what I will do is then I will come in and go, right enough you know like like literally but do you know what I mean? like like and i the problem is that i come in this prejudged sort of i've already made my decision what's going on here you know like why ask a question you've already made up your mind what's going on you're you you're angry dad um and and so we say it said and sometimes you misjudge it sometimes it is getting quite bad but then something's happened and one's helping the other and then you come in and just go raw and it's like that wasn't necessary basically so that's one thing i do or i have done uh, that i think there is no excuse for and that and i know i know why i do it because that's what my dad used to do he would be the authoritarian in the family do you know what i mean and so like to the point where i remember hearing he would stamp up the stairs knowing that we so we could hear him coming we know so if we were up in our if we were up in the bedroom we were messing around me and my sister or what have you and and a um, mum wasn't controlling us. You'd hear this boof, 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 boof up the stairs. It was, and dad, <laughs> it was my dad stamping up the stairs to say, I'm coming. And then he would get into the room and go, right. And he would just do what I do. And I'm like, mm. so when I do it, I'm like, oh my God, John, like 
You know, you know what you should know better. You know what it's like to be on the receiving end of that sort of behavior. And you, you know, you know that it's not right. But anyway, it is. And that's, and that's an internal struggle. I'm sure that many of us, many parents have is, is, yeah. And as you mentioned it before, you know, you're in a dialogue going, don't do it, Matt. Don't do it. Calm down. Like, but you but still like you anyway. said then as well, you've already made the decision. You've all, you've already powered up and it's like, well, I, I've, I've hit the button. I cannot back out now because I'm already doing it. I'm riled up and I'm ready to go. And, but you're constantly telling yourself, this is the wrong thing to do. And I know that I'm going to feel a bit rubbish after I do the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, but there's so many, you know. <sighs> I wish we had more time to talk about uh, mistakes. I did one today. I made a mistake today. I made a mistake. Right. I'm going to say this is a bit more lighthearted. We're training. Um, we're we're uh, getting kit out of nappies at the moment. Mm. And uh, this last few days, so we've had a lot of accidents, a lot of accidents. And I've been, and I, like to the point where our lounge smells of wee. And I have cleaned the carpet. I've cleaned the sofa. And I'm like, I can still smell it, Bab. And she's like, I can't smell it, John. I'm like. Th- th- there's we in this room. I can smell it, you know. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, anyway. And so again, he's he's had a few accidents today, and and I'm saying at dinner time this evening, going, maybe he's just not ready for it. It's okay, you know. Put him back in nappies, and she's like, what? Because he's had a couple of bad days. This is what happens, John. This is what they do. They they need to have the accidents to understand the feeling and understand the consequence, and and then they they put two and two together, and then they start going to the toilet. And I'm like, well, I don't remember. Fox having this problem and she's like yes he did he did it was just that we're in lockdown and it was a summer and it was easy and it's, that's another thing is that you you forget you just forget these things you know the bad things maybe anyway so i'm like no maybe just maybe she's not right let's just try in a couple of months anyway cue bath time routine and we'll always say go to the go to the toilet before the bath um and uh so fox will you know you go to the toilet and, to go to the toilet and then jump in the bath. Kit will go to the toilet in the bath while Fox in there. And we're like, don't do it, Kit. And he'll just have this sly grin on his face, just stand there. And you can see him pushing. This is like, amazing. You are, you are literally describing bath time to me, right? That's exactly <laughs> it. Ours is beat for beat. It's the same. It's the same, John. It's, this it's is amazing. Like, no, don't do the thing, anyway, so the thing is, is that it's almost you're almost encouraging them, Kit, to do it. If you say don't, he's got he just smiles, looks even smiles, going, Oh, you've ha- you've got it coming now. Like you said don't do it. It's gonna happen. Look, here it comes. Um but anyway, so tonight Kit went to get in the bath first and Sylvie went, Daddy, Daddy. I was like, What? And she goes, Kit's doing a wee on the toilet. And I was like, No way. So I ran in and literally go, Wow, well done, Kit. You're doing a toilet, wee in the toilet. Yay. And again, see, there we go. There's another mistake. I made the judgment of, No, he's not ready. He's had two bad days. He's been at the lounge, is smelling a piss. <laughs> and my wife's going, the ever patient uh, mother is going, No, John, this is normal. This is what happens. Just give it time. You know, like, so yeah, you know, like, that's, uh-huh. that's it. But that's a win. So that's like today. Kit did his first wee in the toilet, so you know, it's a it's a it's a, moment, a big day for us. So. But that's also another good example because again, to add more, uh, to add a layer, a further layer of drama um, and pressure to to my past weekend. Um, Aoife also is is potty training at the minute, oh. and so you know you're constantly on edge, just like okay, when was the last wee that she had? When was the last poo? How long have I got before, <laughs> until I think she's probably ready for another one? Do I follow her around with a net? Do I, do I, 
do I holster the potty on my belt loop or something? I don't know what to do. But you're so you, and, and this is why it's tiring because whilst you know it wasn't like I was on my feet the whole weekend, I did sit down. I did have at least two cups of teas across the three days. But it's it's the it's the pressure in your head. It's like I can't relax because I need to be on guard. I need to watch, make sure I know what's going on. I need I need to know. I need to be aware, basically. Yeah. But sorry, going back to what we're saying, um, when they do have an accident and when they are potty training, they're gonna have accidents, as you rightly said. Then, as Sylvie says, like it's gonna happen. That's part of the training. But like, we mustn't make them feel bad for having that accident. I'm, I've done that a thousand times. I'm sure you have. You know, it's like because often they. I mean, I can only speak for my for my children, but like they they come round to the idea that okay, we and poo that goes in the toilet. Okay, I get that. That's where that goes. It's like putting something away in its box, sort of thing. They just kind yeah, of yeah. they recognize, yeah. but getting there quick enough, yeah. training their bladder and muscles to keep it in. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, comes yeah. with time. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. often many of the accidents that take place are next to the toilet or in the bathroom. Mm. And whilst whilst they'll get there, or if we'll get there, have the accident, and your first instinct, you know, again, depending on what time of the day it is, mm. as to when you might get riled up, it's like, but the toilet's right there. <laughs> Why did you do it there? You know, that's what you, that's what your lizard brain wants to say, but that's not right. Again, you have to reel in the way that you react because if they are made to feel bad about it, all it's going to do is push them back the wrong way. Yeah, and you know, you, but again, you've got to make that mistake. You've got to make that blunder before you slowly build up the the tolerance um, to withstand yourself. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that it's that falls back to that positive reinforcement thing. I mean, you know, the negative never encourages. It doesn't work. You know, like um, Kit had. I mean, going from a tangent, but Kit's got poofier. Um, so basically, his gut is slower than Fox's. Basically, so he doesn't go as regularly always ever since the baby and what have you. And so what he does is he he if he he gets the urge, he'll stop it happening. He'll literally stop it happening and, and hold it in for days and to the point where he's got stomach aches it's for days and what have you. So then when it does come out, you're like, oh my God, like literally like, but he will be like, he, you can see him standing there and he'd be like, uh, and you're like, do you need a poo? He's like, no, I know. And you're like, come on, go to the toilet. No, I don't want to go to the toilet. And you're like, you've got to do a poo. It's been four days. And then he doesn't, you know, and then it's five days, like a week. And it's like, and you're like, come on. And, and, and you do, you get, you get frustrated and you sat on, He's sat in the toilet and he's holding on to you. You're holding on to him. And come on, kid, you can do it. You go, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't like it. It hurts. And you're like, you got to do this. you got to do this, kid. Come on. You got, And you're like, and I feel myself like getting like agitated and frustrated again because you're worried for them. You're like, you, yeah. you need to go. This is going to do you damage, you know? And so like you say, it's, it's that controlling, controlling yourself to that. It's, it's how do I put it? It's fine to be high energy in terms of like, but like, but in the right, it, it's got to come out in the right way. Like, and so, you know, like with, with Kit, it, the, the way it worked was like just basically holding him, cuddling him and just saying, it's okay. You can do this. You can do this and do it for daddy. Come on. You can do this and, and rubbing them and consoling them. It'll be fine. And, and it's, it's those sort of words of encouragement will, that will be successful. Um, and then obviously when it happens to co- celebrate it, like you've just won the lottery, you know, obviously, um, um, 
rather than the frustration that can set in, you know, and, and that's, you know, um, and it's really difficult, like you say, especially if you, if you're doing it on your own, like, like you've had this last weekend, let's be honest. I mean, that's, it's hard enough when there's two of you. Do you know what I mean? So when you're on your own, that's tough and you're outnumbered, like that is tough. And I don't get it. Like, like, you know, when you have single parents, like, I, I, I don't know. Absolute superheroes. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've got friends, you know, that have ended up being single parents for one reason or another. And, and I'm just like, I have no idea how you do it. I have, it's so difficult when it's me and Sylvie and, and Sylvie takes the straight and she does, she does the majority of the work. She's the mum sort of thing, you know, and, and like, like how you can do it on your own. Like that's insane. That's, I, I cannot comprehend how they do that. And, um, like I say, absolute superheroes, anybody that can raise children on their own, uh, you know, my hat goes off to them. Um, yeah, know, yeah. But, you know, yeah. Anyway, that got a little yeah. bit serious. Anyway. Mistakes you've made, Matt. Come on, what else? What else you've been doing? What else? What are the mistakes? <laughs> oh man, you asked me that thirty so minutes since the recording, and now it's the end of the episode. Here, <laughs> um, I I don't know. I mean, that, that, there are many, there are many, and, and I'm struggling to think of which ones now. But but the one most significant is the one that we talked about. I, I, I'm I'm wrestling with that on the daily, every day, because you're often tired, you're exhausted, you're trying to be. I mean, the pressures of the parent is like, you're trying to be the best possible parent you can possibly be. You're trying to be better and, and, or not necessarily better, but like build upon the experience you had as a child. You're trying to sort yeah. of take what you've learned and inherited and then trying to sort of maybe iron some of that out and be better and be bigger and sort of uh, more uh, beneficial to your child. Um, you're also trying to turn out great at work. You're trying to be the best possible person in your role at work. You're trying to be a good friend, a, mm. a good a good partner to your to your husband, wife, partner, whatever. It's like it's really hard being the best at everything, and yet, I mean, I'm sure you're the same. I'm hardwired to try and do that, and I I kill myself trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I just won't stop because it's like I'm just driven by that to, mm-hmm. to be to basically just to kind of show. We've joked about game face today. Yeah. And that's largely what it is. Like today was a good example. First day back after a, a um, bank holiday weekend. It's like, right, game face. I'm knackered. It's one o'clock. Got another four hours to go. Just keep going. Just keep doing stuff. But I just wanted to curl up on, in a ball over there by the door and just go to sleep. That's all I want to say. Sorry. I realize I'm not even talking about mistakes, but like, I guess, no, no, no. But I, I guess the mistake in this though, it, it's this, this actually is what I'm kind of getting to. I'm always wrestling with that one of, um, you know, regulating reactions and uh, emotional outbursts and stuff. And to, to you know, to, to, to put it straight for the record, like way better at this. We've, we've kind of bigged it up and dramatized it and amplified it and kind of characterized how crazy it can be sometimes. But like, I get it right more times than I get it wrong. And I'm sure you're the same, you know? Get it right. More times you do, that <laughs> he laughs. <laughs> but uh, no, it's true. I, 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 we're not joking, mate. But, but I'm sure we do get it right. More times we get it wrong. Yeah. Um, but the other one is like, um, I, I, I guess just taking care of ourselves as parents. Because mm. I, do, I don't do that. And I'm, I make that mistake all the time. And I'm, I'm not taking care of myself as much as I should be without a shadow of doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, I agree. I think, I think, it's really easy to get caught up in just without, without, without sounding righteous and without sounding 
cheesy or whatever but basically you, when as a parent you spend any time doing doing things for your children and you don't actually do stuff for yourself um and um and and, and basically said so for example for me is that i used to be before being a dad i was physically active i was always you know all through my life i've always been really active whether it's skiing or or mountain biking or whatever and um and obviously that's just gone out the window that gone out the window for me since being a parent and now um quote quote the poor thor movie um um i now have a dad bod um which one, <laughs> what's, what's the what's the last thor movie called um, oh i don't know <laughs> the one with the goats anyway the one that just the was ridiculous the goats the last come on it's where uh um where basically they just said you know what anything's game and it was ridiculous like thor ragnarok was really funny and had a balance oh love and thunder wasn't it love and thunder there you go anyway he talks about you know thor goes from dad bod to god bod or whatever yes i have the dad bod now you know like i haven't done the exercise for five years and what have you so so yeah that's it you're right it's like looking after yourself um in terms of whether that's taking the time to be able to just read uh, or or go for a run or um or get more sleep you know like just make sure you get more sleep but like, i don't know look after yourself so yeah you're right you're right and i think i think everybody's everybody's uh w- it takes time to get the balance i suppose is the right thing with, to say about that one i'm sure most people do find the balance in the end and they work out a way of having a sustainable routine that, that allows them to be able to do things for themselves because it's good for their own mental health um everyone needs to switch off you know which is basically you're now at the point where you've just had you know three days of not being able to switch off and um and you're feeling it basically so like you know you need to make sure that you have at least have an evening soon i mean you're doing a podcast crying out loud but like you know you should be doing you should be doing something for yourself and and switching off and and you know but but and, yeah and it's it's such a crazy one because you just think well how, how difficult is that really to, to look after yourself but until you become a parent um or or have dependence it's like you you don't because you because you feel and again we're talking about uh the the, the father's point of view in this we are hardwired to be the sort of fetcher gatherers, the protectors of the cave and all that kind of stuff, you know, how, however far down in our DNA and, and blood work, we are wired that way. Uh, many of us and, and I certainly am. And it, it's when, when your back is against the wall and it's like, you've got to turn up and just show up and just shoulder and shelve all of the ways that you're feeling the stuff that's going through your head. Um, I, I find it very easy, probably too easy to just park that to be able to kind of then do the thing to protect, to look after yeah, to Carlo you, to his next club, to, to get, get everybody over here, you know, and to, yeah. to, to show up and support basically. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I often you compartmentalize things. It's, mm. uh, so it's two things. I, cause I feel like I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to come across as like, really like, Oh God, I do everything for my children. I have no time for myself and all that sort of thing. Um, I'm such a perfect father. Um, cause I'm not. I like, like, for example, I think one of the mistakes is two. Th- I'm going to tell, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to tell you why I've said this. Um, and that's like, I was afraid as a dad, I was afraid of being alone with my, with Fox when, when he was young. And I know it sounds bizarre. I know it sounds silly, but I was genuinely afraid of when Sylvie had to be away, even for half a day or what have you. Um, 
because I was afraid of, of, um, not knowing what to do. Like genuinely, I didn't know, you know, what to do. Like, how do I just, how do I just be with a baby and play with a baby or whatever? I know that sounds really silly, but it was, it was weird. I was afraid. Mm. And, mm. and, and so what I used to do was always, I'd always, I'd make sure there's stuff we could do. So I'd go and take him to a, a soft play or, or, or whatever. I don't know, whatever, but I would try and fill it with going somewhere and doing things. And that would fill out the time. Like, if that makes sense, I know I'd have like, you know, I've got a morning, I've got, I've got three hours in the morning where I'm with him and then he's going to have a nap and then I'll have three hours afterwards and then Sylvie's coming home or whatever it was. And I would make sure that I did something and went and did something with him. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was just to go to the supermarket, I'll go do, you know, whatever, because it would make sure that it, I don't know. I felt, I felt. It was a weird feeling of just like really being outside of my comfort zone. And, and so, and, 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 and that was, I mean, it is a mistake. I didn't have to do all that because I just didn't know how to just, just basically just be, just be, let the child mm. lead, you know, and just be in the room and just have toys around them you know whether they're a baby and they're just needing things to you know they, they can you can give them anything and they'll make they'll have fun with it but like yeah just to actually just relax and just be okay with just being you and the baby and i, I know that's a really weird thing to say but genuinely it was it was like i had this fear it scared me you know and so anyway so the reason why i started saying that because um <laughs> With this podcast is the way <clears throat> what we're talking about, and you know it's it's almost it's it's very therapeutic to be able to talk about these things and open up about these things. And you're talking about as as dads. I mean, not everyone, but you know, we we there's a lot of us that don't necessarily open up and talk about things. You know, what have you? Um, and so doing this podcast is 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 good therapy, effectively, really, just to talk, be able to talk about it. So much so that today, earlier, my wife turned around and said, because she's been listening to the, the podcast we've done so far. And, uh, and, uh, and she's literally like, or she comes in and hears bits and pieces as I'm listening, you know. Anyway, um, and she's like, there's stuff there that I didn't know. And what do you mean? She goes, there's stuff in that you've talked about that you've never told me. And mm. not saying it in a bad way, but it's just because you have these thoughts and what have you, but then you don't necessarily have they don't come up in, in the conversation because, um, why would they? Unless someone says, Hey, let's talk about being parents. Let's talk about the mistakes we've made. Let's talk about, do you know what I mean? And, uh, until you give yourself the space again, as, as, as guys, like it's, it's very easy just to park it and just say, well, you know, if it comes up, I'll talk about it. But get, unless I give myself the opportunity to do so, then it does become this kind of forgotten thing, swept aside, brushed under the rug, you know? Exactly. But um, going back to what you were saying just now, we, we, we should probably start wrapping up, but like the, I came across this recently actually, and it, it, it was somewhat of an epiphany, but um, it shouldn't have been, it should have been quite self-explanatory really. So as you were saying just a moment ago about, um, uh, you know, we, we're not taking care of ourselves. That is in and of itself a big mistake because, you know, if, if you take care of your, your physical health, your mental health, you show up better at home. Mm. And that's true because you've, you've allowed yourself to have the space to, uh, to blow off some steam, to exert yourself, get fit, enjoy that, that kind of release. Um, but what I found is like the mistake here is, is by not taking care of yourself, you are, you're somewhat planting 
a bit of a subconscious seed um, and teaching your child that it's okay to not treat yourself well. Mm-hmm. And that's actually not good. You know, we, you want, I, I want my children to sort of see me taking care of myself, being happy, taking care of my mental health, my being physical, playing football, going for a run, you know, going swimming yeah. or whatever, looking after my body. Because, you know, you, well, you've heard it in the, the Baz Luhrmann, is it the Baz Luhrmann song, Sunscreen? It's like, you know, your, your body's the most important instrument you'll ever own. Mm-hmm. And that's totally 100% true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that in and of itself is, is a mistake and, and something you don't come to realize until you, again, have made it and you see the, sort of sub- the subconscious messaging that you're putting across mm-hmm. without even knowing that you're doing it. But you're fuel- the reason you're doing it is because you're fueled by wanting to give and protect, serve and support. And so you're just backed into this corner, fueled by love, but just <laughs> overshadowed by the pressures and exhaustion that comes with all of that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's quite, it's quite the cocktail, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's <laughs> so thing. trapped sometimes. <laughs> but it's leading by example and everything you do, your children will, will see you and they'll mirror what you do. So if you get, if you get all shouty, they'll get all shouty. You know, like, like, you know, if you're going out and being physically fit and, and enjoying sports, what have you, chances are they'll probably, they, they'll find their own sports and things, activities yeah, that they'll, they'll do. do they things. will mimic you. They do. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, what you just said there is so, so true. It, it, I, I think and by doing that, you are leading by example for your children, mm. which has got to be a good thing. Thanks so much for listening. We honestly do value your time, your parents, or perhaps about to become parents. So that time is valuable. Thank you so much. If you fancy it and have been enjoying our episodes, we'd be forever grateful in receiving a review or perhaps sharing one of the episodes amongst your friends and family. All is welcomed and we'll see you soon. Cheers. Can we Cheers. Oh, have you got anything? Can you cling it? Ready? Oh. <laughs> that's, that's going at the end of the episode. <laughs>